What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I'm Robert Wampler. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right, and the NFL Draft was last night, and I really want to break down a lot of these picks, but I want to start off with, with this pick in particular. With the fifth overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals selected Jamar Chase. And I and I came out and I said the other day, I said, listen, the Bengals are continuing to treat the interior of their team and the offensive line as an afterthought. And last night they have their pick of Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater and they picked Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase is exciting. He's, he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's going to win jump balls. But... You gotta prioritize certain things. Last night, Atlanta took Kyle Pitts with the fourth overall pick. They need a lot of defensive help. Matt Ryan's an old quarterback. They could have tried to draft his replacement. They got Kyle Pitts because they see he's gonna make an offense unstoppable, and he is a once he's a generational type player. And it's not what they needed. But that's a different situation. They weren't in dire need of offensive line help. And there, quite frankly, there wasn't really a defensive player worth drafting with the fourth overall pick. The only other option was to trade down. And I don't think they wanted to do that. With the fifth overall pick, though, you are in dire need of offensive line help. It's not as if you had one of the worst or a bottom pack offensive line. According to Pro Football Focus, you are the 32nd best offensive line in the league, thirty second, and you go out and you draft Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase is a great prospect and he's a great player, and he's gonna he's gonna show flashes and and he's gonna be successful. But Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, right now your need is to prioritize protecting Joe Burrow. It's just like what the Jets did. They traded up after they got Zach Wilson. They traded up in the draft from what their next pick would have been. They said we're gonna get the next best tackle guard available, Elijah Vera Tucker. We're not we're not gonna give Zach Wilson zero protection. Robert Sala made it a point. I'm gonna get Elijah Vera Tucker protect Zach Wilson best I can in this moment. And the Bengals had their pick at who they wanted, top tackle prospects, protect Joe Burrow, and they didn't. They drafted Jamar Chase. And listen. When you were in school, do you remember when your teacher told you the difference between a want and a need? I mean, when you were in the second grade, you learned the difference between a want and a need. Jamar Chase is a want. Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, those guys, whoever you wanted, they are a need for your team. You need to protect Joe Burrow. He already has one season of injury. He hasn't even made it through a full season yet. Through no fault of his own. But to get the quarterback last year, have the fifth overall pick this year, and the draft a receiver, and by the way, I'm sure Joe Burrow is very happy about it, but to draft a receiver over a top tackle prospect when your quarterback had a seasoning injury is very questionable to me. If Joe Burrow gets injured, I think there's a strong chance. I think there's a strong chance we're going to, Zach Taylor is going to be in the hot seat. All right, and let's get to, uh, you know, I want to get to my winners and losers of last night's NFL draft. But I want to talk about another pick that I thought was a steal of the draft. 
which was the Chicago Bears trading up getting Justin Fields. So I'm sure they're sitting there, twenty pick. They're in the twenties with their pick, and I'm sure they're like, "There's no way a quarterback's gonna fall to us." Then they see Justin Fields not get selected by the 49ers, and then they're like, okay, we're going to wait a second to make a move, try to trade up here, because we want to see what the Broncos do. And the Broncos get Patrick Sertan a corner, and that's when they are like, trade us up, we're not picking me on the Patriots. They got their guy, Justin Fields. Bears fans, I'm sure they're excited, as well as they should be this morning, because that is a huge pick, upgrade at quarterback. You are no longer limited in what you could do at the quarterback position. He has a big arm. You don't have to, you know, the, the part about Justin Fields that scared a lot of scouts was the way he throw the ball across his body, slightly his mechanics, and also just the way he would kind of lead his target, right? It had nothing to do with his physical talent or his off-field issues. Sitting behind Andy Dalton, a veteran quarterback that's played in this league, I'm sure he will learn to clean that out of his game. And just the raw talent, I think he was the most talented quarterback in this year's draft. Speed, athleticism, big arm, accuracy. He had it all. And so the Bears are no longer limited at the quarterback position. He can sit behind Andy Dalton for a little bit, gets OTAs, gets preseason this year, unlike last year with no with COVID. And also, the other thing he's going to get this year is a fan base that's welcoming in, a championship defense, good offensive line. And tonight, in the second round, if the Bears are able to draft someone like a Terrence March or an Elijah Moore, a speed receiver. This team has got a lot of weapons. Jimmy Graham as the tight end. When you're looking at this team, the weakness has never been this team's defense. The problem is last year they started off 5-0. and The problem is eventually halfway through the season, the defense just breaks because they have no, because they know their offense isn't going to do anything, isn't going to put up any points for them. Well, now you got Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears, especially with this Aaron Rodgers news coming out, that he's unhappy in Green Bay and he wants out of there. The Chicago Bears might just win that division. And Justin Fields is, is inheriting a great situation. Uh, outside of Trey Lance, Justin Fields might just be inheriting the best situation out of any of these quarterbacks. Another pick I want to talk about is the Los Angeles Chargers. They're sitting there at the number 13th overall pick with Rashawn Slater. And I'm sort of thinking... There's no way Rashawn Slater is going to fall to us. Sure enough, he falls to them, and they get him without a second thought. And they said, we're going to protect our second-year quarterback. That's going to be our future. They realized, here's the thing that I think the Bengals didn't realize last night. The Chargers realized we have to protect our quarterback because as much as we would like to win games now, and as much as we like to go to Super Bowls now, we are not ready to be putting the finishing touches on this team yet, which is the perimeter, which is your receivers and your corners. Right now, even though we have the quarterback, even, he show, even though he showed glimpses of success, we have to protect him. As much as we would like to go toe-to-toe with Kansas City and make it to the playoffs, make it to the Super Bowls, we're not there yet. Justin Herbert has shown he can go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. He's shown he can go toe-to-toe with some of these big teams. But we got to protect him. We'll get him some weapons. We'll get him some help on defense, edge rusher, maybe in free agency, maybe next year. Hopefully make it to a wild card this year, but we're going to protect our quarterback. We're not getting him hurt. We're not ready to put the finishing touches, take the training wheels off this team yet. And, And that's what they did, and good for them. They got to tackle. They got to protect Justin Herbert now. 
and by the way, I know that I know that tackles and guards are not the most exciting thing in the world. You know, you're waiting all year to see where your team draft pick is going to be. You have a top draft pick, and your team takes a tackle or guard. And I know it's not the most exciting thing, but it is necessary to protect your quarterback. And and if I was a Chargers fan, I'm telling you right now, if I was a Chargers fan, I would be way happier than if I was a Bengals fan this morning. I, I just think the Bengals essentially just were – they essentially just said we are okay with Joe Burrow having no protection as long as he has a receiver. And I just, I was not crazy about that pick. All right, another pick. Very interesting. I haven't talked about it yet. San Francisco picking Trey Lance. Now, listen, I said a couple days ago, I said, if Kyle Shannon goes out there and he gets Mac Jones, is irresponsible uh, because it's it's got to do with talent, but he, w- he would not have been picked that high. But they go out, they get Trey Lance. And so this is what my theory is on what the 49ers are doing. I think they got one or two plans in place here. Both kind of revolve around Trey Lance. Either A, they want to sit back, develop him under Jimmy Garoppolo, or B, they know something that we don't, meaning something about Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers now being Green Bay. I think they're going to try to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers comes there, plays out the rest of his career because it's a win-now team, this team, the San Francisco team right now. Aaron Rodgers plays out the rest of his career. Trey Lance develops under Aaron Rodgers. It's a much different situation than Jordan Love developing under Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because Trey Lance was not necessarily drafted to replace Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is the guy. If you trade for him, he was just there for when Aaron Rodgers eventually retires. So Kyle Shanahan, after all the... After all this talk that everyone's been talking about him draft, potentially drafting Mac Jones and all that, maybe he did just so happen to have a plan in place after all that none of us saw. And I think if I be on, if I had to be honest with you this morning, I think it has to do with the forty. I think it has to do with the 49ers trading for Aaron Rodgers. I think that may happen here soon, and I think Aaron Rodgers gonna is gonna kind of sip. I think Trey Lance is gonna sit back and develop under Aaron Rodgers. All right, so I want to get to my winners and losers, and here's how I'm going to do this. I'm just going to go through the first round, tell you which teams, in my opinion, fall into the winners category or the losers category of last night's NFL draft. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one, Trevor Lawrence, no surprise here. They fall into the winners, got their quarterback, best prospect in a long time. They go out and they get their quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, winners of last night's NFL draft. Number two, so just I wouldn't have told you this a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I, I was not crazy about Zach Wilson. I didn't think he was the second-best quarterback in this year's draft, but they get not only Zach Wilson, they go out and they protect him. They trade up to the 14th overall pick at Elijah Vera Tucker, the next highest-grade attack or guard, and to protect him. So they are a winner of last night's draft. Number three, the 49ers. Listen, I didn't think Trey Lance was a higher-graded prospect than Justin Fields, but they went on, they got Trey Lance, and I think and I think I kind of see their plan now to develop, under, um, to develop him under Aaron Rodgers. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, if Aaron Rodgers were to come there. So I like the move. I think they're a winner of last night's draft. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're winners. Kyle Pitts, I get the fact that they had a lot of needs on defense. But there wasn't a defensive prospect worth taking with the fourth overall pick. They go out. They get Kyle Pitts. Get another weapon for Matt Ryan. This offense is unstoppable. 
Number five, you guys know how I feel about this pick, Jamar Chase. I think that the Bengals are losers last night's NFL draft. They just did not protect Joe Burrow, neglected the offensive line, neglected the interior of their team. Uh, it's nothing against Jamar Chase. He was by far the best receiver prospect, but I just don't think tack. I don't think wide receivers outweigh tackles or guards, especially when you have the worst offensive line in the league. Number six, Jalen Wilder to, to the Dolphins. Look. Jalen Waddle was a great prospect. I thought he was the second best receiver in this year's draft. Um, you could see here's the thing. Panay's Sewell kind of fell right to you though, if you're the Dolphins. And I know, and I know they don't necessarily need offensive line, but if you ask any quarterback, and I'm gonna talk about young quarterbacks, talk about older quarterbacks that have came out of the NFL, what they would rather have a top tier offensive line or a top tier receiving crew. They say top tier offensive line. Um, so I don't think it's a terrible pick personally. I want Panay Sewell. I'm going to put the Dolphins in the winner category, though, because the offensive line is not a glaring, dire need for them like it was the Bengals. Number seven, the Dolphins, Panay Sewell, A-plus pick. They are a winner. I understand they need a lot of help, but Devontae Smith, I didn't think was worth picking with the seventh overall pick. Panay Sewell should have went higher. Uh, protect Jerry Goff, give him time to throw. Number eight, the Panther, J.C. Horn. Here's the thing. They went defense a lot last year. I think this year they could have went, in my opinion, if I was the Panthers, I would have went with Sean Slater. Remember, Sam Darnold's biggest problem in New York was not the receivers he was throwing to. It was that he didn't have any time to throw the ball. That's why he was throwing so many throws across his body, trying to make something happen. It wasn't just coaching. It was that he had no time to throw. Now, the offensive line in Carolina is not terrible. I probably went with Sean Slater, but they went on to get J.C. Horn. I think this is a loser pick. Nothing against J.C. Horn. I just think this Panthers, I think that if they needed a corner, they could have got Patrick Sertan. I think there are higher graded corners available. And uh, uh, I think you could have went tackle here, protect Sam Darnold. Number nine, Patrick Sertan. I think the Broncos are, are falling to the loser category of picking a corner. Nothing against Patrick Sertan. I think he's the best corner in this year's draft. But the Broncos' glaring need was not corner. It was quarterback. And Justin Fields... I mean, he fell right into your lap at number nine, and you did not take him. I think they're going to regret not doing that. They got Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke now. Um, the only thing I think of is they wanted to develop Drew Locke under Teddy Bridgewater. I would have went Justin Fields there. They went Patrick Sertan. I just did not agree with that pick. So number 10, the, the Eagle traded up, and they got Devontae Smith. And uh, at this point, in my opinion... I understand, let's see, here's the thing, a lot of these guys, they're reuniting with their college teammates, and it's fun, it's exciting. They went out and got Devontae Smith, they need a weapon, I I don't I don't necessarily love this pick, because I think, once again, I understand, I'm saying I would have won Panacea or Sound Slater for a lot of these guys, but I just would, I think offensive line comes first in every aspect of you have the quarterback, and the Eagles think they have the quarterback, I would have protected him, Do you already have a lot of weapons, in my opinion, but you want another weapon. I don't hate this pick. I think they're a winner from last night's NFL draft. 11, Justin Fields. The Bears are clearly winners here. Um, they trade up, got a quarterback, more mobile, less limited. You don't have to design plays around him. He can develop any at all and steal the draft. They're winners. Number 12, very surprising for the Cowboys to trade back in the draft. But you know what? I actually agree with this. Got Micah Parsons. Uh, clearly, they wanted Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. They were both taken off the board by they were going to pick anyway. So what do they do? They trade back, get more draft pick, and they still get what many people thought was the best defense player in this, in this year's draft, which is Micah Parsons. 
and uh, they 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 have corner needs, but they also have linebacker needs and and running help needs on the defensive side. Micah Parsons will help you out with that. I think they're winners. Number fourteen, the thirteen, Rashawn Slater, the Los Angeles Chargers. You guys know how I feel about this. They are winners. I already did the Jets. Fifteen, Mac Jones. Listen. I think this is a winning pick for the Patriots. They didn't have to trade up. They didn't have to do anything. Mac Jones fell right in their lap. You can let him sit behind Cam Newton a little bit. Let him coach with Bill Belichick. You have an answer for the future. You've got Mac Jones, who's very Tom Brady-like in the way he plays. Not saying his comparison is Tom Brady. I'm just saying the way he plays the game. I think I think they're going to be happy with Mac Jones. I think they're winners from last night's NFL draft. So 16, the Cardinals, they picked Xavier, they, they picked Xavier Collins out of Tulsa. He's a great linebacker prospect. I think you had a, I think you had some of a need at corner. And by the way, I thought Caleb Farley on a lot of people's boards and mine as well was the number one graded corner. He fell in the draft. I personally would have selected Caleb Farley there. They didn't. They got Zayvon Collins. I think I, I don't agree with it. I think they fall in the loser category of last night's draft. 17 Las Vegas Raiders. They get Alex Leatherwood. I agree with this pick. First of all, a lot of people say he's not worthy of a first-round pick. There were there were other people like Kristen Darrisaw, you know, that you could have got, but they want to get Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, and I think it's the right move. Remember, the Las Vegas Raiders almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs twice last year. Should have beat them twice. They beat them one time. Derek Carr is very good under pressure. Give him some protection. I know a lot of people don't like Derek Carr, but you give him time to throw. He's got weapons. Yeah, I think he can pick you apart. I I really like this move. I think they fall in the winner category. I already did the Dolphins, so we skipped to number nineteen. They the Washington football team selects Jermaine Davis. Now, this pick I, I was kind of torn about it because listen, you need a lot of offensive help. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick as your quarterback. You need some weapons for him. You know, um, you could upgrade offensive line here, and you get another player for your front. Who, by the way, though. This is going to be an unstoppable front uh, front seven for this Washington football team. Maybe the best in the NFL. They didn't need him, but they go out and they get another linebacker from Kentucky. Um, I, I think they fall in the winner category. It's not what I would have done, but it's, I don't, I don't, you know, I think it's a good pick. Um, 20, Kadarius Tony. See, that's what I, I, I kind of suspected Washington football team might pick Kadarius Tony or Rashad Bateman. Um, but I think they fall in the winners. They get a re- another receiver for Daniel Jones. They trade back. They get a receiver for Daniel Jones in the draft. Now it's go time for Daniel Jones. I think they fall in the winners. 21, I really like this pick by the coach, Quiddy Pay. I think he went later than he should have. They get an edge rusher now. Uh, Carson Wentz at the controls. This could be a good team next year. 22, so I was kind of torn about this one again because Caleb Farley was the best corner in this year's draft. They did need some corner help. Uh, in my opinion, he was the best corner this year draft. People didn't want to draft him because the injury scared them. Um, they did need some corner help, but they also need they they really need edge, especially. I mean, they they really need edge rusher this year. Um, but they go out and they kick Caleb Farley. I think they fall in the winners category. Twenty three, the Vikings. I think they get. I think they're winners. Christian Darisaw, protect her cousins, give him more time to throw, open up lanes for open up lanes for Dalvin Cook as well. Number twenty four. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris, that's a win. They need, I mean, they really need a running back. Gone, they get a Kareem Hunt-like running back that will always give you positive yardage. 25, Travis Etienne. You know, I, I think they should have went off in the tackler to protect to protect Trevor Lawrence, but Travis Etienne as a quarterback is a running back. He played with, they have good connection already. I'm going to go win. 
Greg Newsom for the Browns, 26. This is a win. Now their back end has zero holes. They have two really good rushers up front, and their offense has zero holes as well. This is going to be a good team next year. That's a win. 27, Rashad Bateman, win. They had a glaring need at, they had a glaring need at receiver, a big, tall target. Lamar Jackson could throw the ball up to. I'd be excited if I was a Ravens fan. Listen, uh, 28, Peyton Turner. I was not crazy about this pick. Nothing against Peyton Turner, but I think you already have good edge rushers. I think you need help at corner, and you and you don't know what you what you're as far as your quarterback. You don't know what you're going to need for him yet, as far as receiving help or maybe offensive line help, and you go against edge. I think that's a losing pick for the Saints. <laughs> Twenty nine, the Green Bay Packers going at Eric Stokes, so they did have a need at corner. Um. But after the report came out that Aaron Rodgers watched out of Green Bay, they go out and they say, we're not going to draft a weapon. We're going to get a corner. Because they did need another receiver and a corner. But I think they I, I think they got the corner kind of to just make Aaron Rodgers a little mad. Maybe just a little bit. Um, so I, I, I don't I, – it, it was a need. Aaron Rodgers can go out there anyway, so I think they fall in the winning category. I know that sounds crazy, but it was a need that they had, um, and they filled it. Listen, the Bills – with the 30th overall pick at Greg Russo, he kind of fell in the draft. He's an edge from Miami. I think they want the right move here because you need to get after some of these quarterbacks in your division in your conference. They got an edge rusher. 31, the Ravens. So they go out and they get an edge from Penn State. And then, by the way, this is why I said the, 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 the Bengals got to be careful drafting Jamar Chase because now you have... So many top-tier defensive ends in your division, and you're sending them out there with no protection. But this is a win for the Ravens. Number 32, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Joe Tryon. And here's the thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you notice they had this picked lock and loaded? They were not spending any time on the clock. They had this pick the second the Ravens announced their pick, and they were ready. They desperately wanted this guy outside linebacker. He played at Washington, and I think it's a good pick. You have some linebackers, but they are getting older. You fill depth. You have depth at the linebacker position now. I like the pick. So there you have it. That, that is my last night's winner and losers breakdown of every single pick. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be back next time on Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, everybody. I'm Robert Wampler.